<clears throat> Amen. Amen. Uh, guys, if you have your Bibles, I'm in John chapter 5. Um, based on what I see, I've got about 20 minutes with you uh, in the Word of God this morning. And so um, we're going to start in verse 1. We're going to read through verse 16 <clears throat> or 15, and, uh, and then we'll talk about it. And this is what it says, uh, John chapter 5, starting in verse 1. It says, After this, a Jewish festival uh, took place, and the Jews went up to Jerusalem. By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool uh, called, uh, I'm going to say Bethesda, that's not right, so, but we're going to go with that. Um, it's, it's Bethsaida, uh, but anyway, uh, in Aramaic, which has five colonnades, within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there, and he'd been disabled for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and realized that he'd already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the word says, instantly the man got well, picked up his mat, and started to walk. Now, that day was the Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, uh, This is the Sabbath! The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. Oh my gosh. He replied, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Well, who is this man who told you, Pick up your mat and walk, they asked. But the man who was healed did not know who it was because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, though, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went. And he reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. And uh, you may have caught our question this morning. Here it is in verse 6. Do you want to get well? That's a question Jesus asked. Do you want to get well? I think it's a question he asked all of us, right? So I want to dive into it with you this morning. Before we do, I want to make a disclaimer, okay? In this text, Jesus is healing someone that is physically disabled. And I'm not here to talk about physical disability this morning. Uh, I want to talk about the spiritual disabilities that we face because I believe this text is a mirror for those. All right? So I just need you to know when I talk about the healing, you hear me say healing, I'm talking about spiritual healing. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Everybody on that page with me? All right, cool. So. Uh, With that in mind, there's four things I want to share with you very quickly. And here is the first. I want you to understand uh, that we're all like this man. We are all spiritually disabled. Spiritually, we're all like this guy. Same condition. Spiritually, we are all disabled. And and so uh, we find it there in verse 3. It says, within these, uh, speaking of the the colonnades, lay a large number of the disabled. And then uh, John describes the disabled. He says, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Blind, lame, and paralyzed. One of my favorite Bible commentators, James Montgomery Boyce, uh, in his series on John, man, he's so good. And, uh, and he goes, you know, that, that totally describes who we are spiritually. He says, you, just think of it. Think of that, that order, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Blind. Uh, Jesus says to Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We're all blind, right? Uh, and, and then, and then uh, John says, they're all lame. Right? In, in John 6.44, Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Right? Spiritually, we're, we're, all, we're all lame. And, uh, and then 
Montgomery Boyce points out, man, what about, what about paralyzed? Do you remember what Paul writes in Romans 7.18? He says, for I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. The want to do it, but we can't do it. And spiritually, that's us. Spiritually, we're, we're disabled, right? We're, we're blind and we're lame. We're paralyzed. That, that describes who we are. And the point we're trying to make here, of course, is that humanity is helpless to heal ourselves spiritually. Helpless to heal ourselves spiritually. Uh, Henry Ironside was a pastor and, and Bible teacher and a commentator in, uh, in California. And so uh, on the holidays, he would take the kids out to the ocean so that they could experience the beach and swim. And, uh, and one time he, he took them all out uh, to the ocean. They got to the beach and instead of seeing seaweed and shells washed, washed ashore, they saw pieces of a boat and they saw... Uh, luggage, and they sound they just, he's like, what is going on? And so, of course, they didn't hang out. They, they ended up leaving. It kind of wasn't what he thought it would be. And later he read in the newspaper what had happened is, is a, a ship from China, uh, it, was, it was foggy uh, that day, and in, out in San Francisco, they, they couldn't see, and they ran into uh, rocks, and the ship broke apart. And it was so foggy that when people hit the water, they couldn't even tell where they were swimming. Some swam out further into the ocean and died. A few made it ashore. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a tragedy. Um, and, and as the story goes, there was one man in particular that when the boat hit the rocks, uh, he took such punishment that he was knocked unconscious and both of his legs were broken and he was thrown into the ocean. You can imagine unconscious in the ocean, two broken legs, uh, no ability to swim, and yet somehow this man survived. Uh, after hours in the frigid waters, he was plucked out by a bunch of rescuers, somebody that could do nothing for himself, and Ironside was struck. And he says, isn't that our story? Right? That's us. Spiritually, we are all disabled. We're unable to rescue ourselves. Right? And that's where we have to begin. That's where we are very much like this man. The second thing I want you to see, guys, is that we look to the wrong places for healing, right? Again, we're talking the spiritual here. We, we, we look to the wrong places for healing. And, and, uh, and, and here's what I would kind of add to that if I were uh, adding some things, because when we do that, when we look to the wrong places for healing, we elevate um, the, the wrong things. Uh, what will happen is we'll, we'll ultimately be, be disappointed. We, we typically won't get the results that we want. And so then we'll start placing blame and making excuses, uh, which you're going to see here in the life of this man. And so here's the question again. Jesus says in, in verse 6, do you want to get well, right? That's as it, he looks at him and says, do you want to get well? Now, I don't know about you, but it says the dude was there for 38 years, right? So for 38 years, he's in this place. Uh, I don't think that place smells very good, by the way, uh, but 38 years, he's in this place, and Jesus comes and he's like, hey, do you want to get well? Now, I don't know what your answer would be. Uh, I like to think that I'm, I'm pretty measured. I, I think I would... Yeah, like it'd be screaming, yeah, but in addition to that, like, they're, like I'm sorry, and, and I'm, I'm really good. I mean, I, I watch my, my mouth and my heart and those kind of things, but, but I, I wouldn't be mad at the guy if there was a, a, an expletive before yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not just yeah, but oh yeah. Like, like yes, I want to be healed. Like, that should be, that should be the natural response, but I want you to see how this guy responds instead in verse 7. Uh, Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, uh, someone goes down ahead of me. So Jesus flat out is like, dude, do you want to get well? And then he's like, here's my excuses. Just someone gets down in front of me. Now here's, here's the back story. 
uh, some kind of phenomenon happen in these pools. Uh, now, we don't have verse 4 in, in our text, uh, not in the CSB. Uh, in the King James Version, you'll find it, but it's not actually in the oldest manuscripts. It was probably a copier that put a, a note out in the side that was probably explaining uh, the guest's oral tradition. There was some thought that this phenomenon was called by, caused by angels that would come down and stir the water with their wings, and the first one in won, uh, and they were healed, right? And so this guy is laying here, and, and like that's, that's his thing. That's what he's, ho- he's put all his hope there. Man, if, I, if I'll just get in the water, you're completely disabled, bro, but I'm just going to stay here. You have no ability to move yourself, but I'm going to be okay. And he, like his hope is somehow he's going to get into the water, and, and then he'll be healed. And, and so when Jesus asks him, do you want to get well, uh, instead of saying yes, all, he, he, he just gives him this, this excuse-laden response. And this is what I want to say to you in love this morning. In love this morning. We do the same thing. Man, we do the same thing. Listen, I I meet with people all of the time. All of the time. Like my whole week, last week, just meeting with people all of the time. And I wish, by the way, uh, people don't come to me when stuff is good. Like it doesn't happen. Like people aren't ever like, hey, pastor, wanted to stop by and tell you my marriage is awesome. Like never. Like nobody ever pops in and be like, hey, me and Jesus are killing it. Woohoo! Like not one time. So if that's you, that'd be great because I'd like a change of scenery. When people show up, they show up because they know that they are incapacitated. They know that everything is jacked up. Like they, they show up and be like, man, we, I'm disabled. I get it, right? I'm, 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 I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't do this. And, and listen, um, when they finally realize that the majority of them are full of excuses for how they got there and for why they're there, and, and, and they sound a lot like this guy, but talking about their spiritual lives. And, and here's what I'm going to say to you. When, you. when you listen to them and you get into it, here's the crazy thing. The similarities are nuts, right? Because when you get into it and you see why they're there, why they're incapacitated, and, and why they're just placing blame on everyone else and making excuses, just like this guy, they put their hope in the wrong thing. Some of them put their hope in their spouse, they got married and thought that some person was going to complete them and make them better. And, and man, uh, that hasn't happened. And so they're just making it, well, that person, this person. Uh, some people, uh, it wasn't their spouse, you know, but, but it's, it's always their parents, you know. Man, well, my parents and this, my parents that. And, and they're just, they're like, they're incapacitated because of something that happened. Or the love, if my parents had loved me more, then I could love this person more. Uh, uh, sometimes it's an institution. They'd be like, listen, uh, it was the church. Uh, the church, and, and we were, everything was great, and man, this, this person in the church, and they did this, and now, now blah, 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 and my life's a wreck, and it's all, um, and, and it's, it, it's like, listen, and it, it keeps going on and on, sometimes it's, it's like, well, it's me, I just, I just keep making the same mistakes over and over, and I don't know what it is, and I just turn to the wrong things, and like, like you know, and, and, and listen, uh, what I'm saying to you is, is ultimately those things, when they, when they show up, they're incapacitated, they're disabled spiritually, and, and they're just all about placing the blame because they've put their hope in the wrong place. Because none of those people could fix their condition. They couldn't fix their condition, their spouse couldn't fix their condition, right? A better job couldn't fix their condition, more money in the bank wasn't going to fix their condition. And, and, and they've looked to the wrong places, and so when... when uh, Jesus, who, by the way, is always ready and able to heal us spiritually, says to them, hey, do you want to get well? They're like, well, my wife's never going to change. It's just never going to happen. Or my, 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 my parents are, are never going to change. Or this is never going to change. 
and they, they miss who's standing before them in the power that he possesses, which leads back to uh, our next point, which is that Jesus has the power to radically change us and make us well. That Jesus has the power to radically change us and make us well. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about misplaced stuff, okay? <laughs> and, and this is hard because trauma's hard and life is hard and uh, the effect that others can have on us hurts and, and all those kind of things. And, and we can't change what happens to us, but we very much can change how we respond to what happens to us. And so what I'm going to say is this is largely a heart issue. So Jesus has the power to radically change us and make us well. Uh, so look at verse uh, 8 and 9. Um, Jesus says to the man, uh, pick up your mat and walk. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man got well, picked up his mat and started to walk. There's eight words that change a man's life. Dude's been there for 38 years. Eight words are spoken. He's now walking and carrying his mat. Eight words. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. That's it. And here's what I want to say to you about where you are and how you feel about it and all the places you've turned and why you're so frustrated and why you blame everyone, maybe yourself too, is ultimately the struggles that we face when it comes to our spiritual disability. Ultimately, Jesus says it's a heart issue and that's where the change has to happen first. And, and, and listen, can your heart be changed over a long course of time doing those other things, Right? What's the story? Every once in a while, somebody got lucky and the water was stirred and they hopped in and they were healed, right? right? So what I'm going to say to you is like, look, long run, you know what? Your spouse may change. And they, they may, I don't know, hear something from somebody and they go, you know what? I've got to start listening better. They start listening better. Relationships slowly over time. Gets better. Like, that may change your heart. It may work, right? I mean, you may have conversation with mom and dad. You guys may do intense work and, and maybe that ultimately gives you fulfillment. You change the way you think about yourself. Like those things do happen over time. But what I'm here to tell you is that Jesus has the power to do what usually takes a long time through other methods instantaneously. Jesus has the power to fix you instantaneously. Your heart instantaneously to give you hope, to give you courage, to, 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 to work in the midst of your fear and in your pain and say, dude, it's okay, I got you, I'm here, I realize that, let's go. Right? Jesus has the power to do those things. Uh, Warren Wiersbe says that um, Jesus does instantaneously what the Father is always doing slowly. Right? So like, like, the father is, is slowly turning water into wine. Water and some grapes and some sugar, right? I mean, I mean slowly fermenting into wine. Jesus, like, does it immediately. Yeah, uh, the, the father is, is always uh, multiplying bread through sowing and reaping and harvesting, right? Jesus just does it immediately. Uh, the father is, is constantly working towards making bodies new and healed. Uh, Long term, Jesus has the power to do it immediately. So what I'm here to tell you is, like, Jesus is the answer for your spiritual condition. And guys, you would be shocked how many people come to me and they don't want that. They don't. They don't want that. They want something else. They were like, give me 12 steps. Give me a program. Fix her. Fix him. Uh, fix the church. Fix... And it's everywhere else, but they don't want the answer, which is Jesus needs to fix your heart, how you feel, what you can do. Like, these circumstances don't have to define you. Jesus is here. Jesus is here now. Jesus can do it. He has the power to do it now. Which leads us kind of to the last thing, though. That kind of healing and transformation in your life comes at a price. Alright? 
which is our final point, is that Jesus seeks us and heals us with an expectation of holiness. That Jesus seeks us and heals us with an expectation of holiness. So after he's healed, uh, the religious leaders want to know. Uh, they're like, hey, who told you to pick up this mat? Because that broke their man-made laws, by the way. Right? So they're like, you can't, you can't carry a mat. It's a Sabbath. Uh, I, I, the guy's like, dude, here, you can have my stinky mat. That's what I would have been like. Here, you take it. There's all kinds of stuff on that mat. Here, you just have that. I'm out. I'm going to go take a shower finally. You know? Uh, like, like it, it's, it, it's deal. And, uh, and so they're mad. They're like, who, who did this? And, and, and so he responds, verse 12 and 13. Uh, they, they say, who's this man who told you pick up your mat and walk, they asked. But the man who was healed didn't know who it was because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. And then we find in verse 14 that Jesus seeks him out. It says, after this, Jesus finds him in the temple and says to him, see, you are well, do not sin anymore. Right? Don't sin anymore. Very similar to what Jesus says to the woman caught in adultery, right? John 8 and 11, uh, when she's caught in adultery, he says, you know, has anyone condemned? No one, Lord, she answers. Neither do I condemn you, he says, says Jesus. Now go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. So here's what I'm going to say to you. Huge misunderstanding about Jesus. Uh, Jesus does welcome all sinners to himself. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and you, I'll, I'll give you rest. My burden is easy, my yoke is light. So Jesus calls uh, tax collectors and prostitutes and uh, you know, I, I mean, you, you name it, radicals, like, like, like Jesus calls all people to himself, skeptics, uh, rebels. But after he calls people to himself and he loves them where they are, he says to all of them, now go. And because of the love I've, I've poured upon you, live differently. Go live differently. Be changed because of who I am and the way I've loved you. Go and sin no more. Like, that's the message always. That's the message always. So what do, we, uh, what do we do with this question, do you want to get well? Uh, first and foremost, we have to answer it. So my question to you this morning simply is this, do you? Do you want to get well? Do you, spiritually, we're talking about healing. Do you want to be spiritually healed? Yes or no? Or you got to answer the question. And, and I'm, I'm just here to tell you this morning, a lot of people don't. A lot of people say that they, they want to change, but they don't. They, they just want to sit uh, in their stinky excuses. Uh, I love you. Uh, the, I don't know another way to put this kindly, but if you can't move for 38 years, you're going to do some stuff on yourself. It's just going to happen. It ain't going to smell good. And some people get so used to the smell, man, they just can't even imagine anything else. And, and, and some of you, man, life has been so hard for so long, you just almost don't believe that there could be another answer. And, and so your, your whole life is about placing blame and, and like you're just stuck, man. And I get, it's a vicious cycle. That's why the Bible calls these things strongholds. And you're like in it and, and you need to break out of it. And so I, I just, do you want to get well? Are you tired of it? Are you tired of ho-hum? Are you tired of hanging on? Are you tired of just by a thread? Like, are you tired of feeling numb? Are you tired of being empty? If you're sick of it, there's an answer. So you've got to answer the question, do you want to get well? Second You've got to turn to Jesus. He's the answer. I want to say it clearly. The answer for your spiritual paralysis and disability is not a program. It is Jesus. Right? Your heart has to be changed. It's not that other things can eventually help. Listen, wait, we're, we tell all kinds of people to get counseling in this church. We believe in counseling. We believe in the hard work it takes. But Jesus has to radically transform your heart. Like, hey, you've got to forgive me. Like, that's the call, right? Like, we're not forgiven if we don't forgive others. Like, the Bible is always about the heart. 
Jesus wants to change you from the inside out. He wants to teach you that no matter what your circumstances are, that He's on the boat with you. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So we've got to turn to Jesus. Third, we've got to get up. Man, we've got to get up. If you're sick of it, at some point you have to take a stand. If you're tired of feeling numb, if you're tired of your marriage being a wreck, if you're tired, I mean, you name it, the, the relationship with your parents and all the hurt, that at some point you have to go, like, I am so tired of feeling far away from God. I'm done. And at some point you just got to stand up. You got to stand up out of your hurt, out of your pain, out of your pity, out of your excuses, because you are not meant to be spiritually disabled. That is not God's goal for your life. God's goal for your life is not a fetal position along the road. He's called you to run the race. Right? That's it. Lastly, you've got to get going. You've got to get going. You've got to start following Him. You've got to choose holiness. And it's hard, hard, hard. But He will be with you. To all those that Jesus empowers and heals, He says in love, now go and be different. Go and sin no more. It doesn't mean that you're never going to fall. It means that your aim from that point on is to bring Him glory with everything you do. Like That's the goal. That's the goal, church. So, uh, I ask you this question as we close this morning. Do you want to get well? If you do, there's an answer. His name is Jesus. Let's pray to Him now. King Jesus, uh, we're here this morning all in different phases. And maybe uh, this morning service is full of people that are killing it. Spiritually, they're just experiencing all that abundantness you talked about, but maybe not so much. And God, if that's the case, if somebody here this morning feels that spiritual disconnect and disability, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would call them to your son, Jesus Christ, right now. God, let them cry out from their heart, Jesus, save me. Jesus, get me out of this pit. And Jesus, when they do that in faith, would you just radically change their heart today? It doesn't mean that all their circumstances are going to fade. It means that something within them is going to say, enough is enough, let's get up and get out of here. King Jesus, do that work in us. In your holy and precious name, amen.